evening, everybody. Welcome on into the SE Scoops Pro Wrestling Podcast for Tuesday, November 7th, 2023. Pretty crazy. It's November. How's it going, everybody? I'm managing editor Zach Haydorn with me, Tyler Sage, podcast extraordinaire. Tyler, what's going on, man? What's up? Let's go. We're both in our winter regalia. Yes. I don't know, I don't know what the temperature is there. It's actually not too bad here, but, uh, you know. When uh, when the season calls, it's there, and we're recording. It's nine oh two Eastern time, so it's eight oh two for you. But hopefully, you got to watch your boy Noam Dar win the Heritage Cup. I believe that's what it's called in NXT. I actually turned it on because I was there's a big a couple of big issues in Ohio today. Um, yes. One for for reproductive rights and one for legalizing marijuana. And uh, so I was tracking that. So I watched NXT a little bit while I was switching back and forth on coverage for that. So well, and uh, I thought of you, you when I saw him win. You <laughs> you caught like the worst match of the week in wrestling. I can almost guarantee that's, you that. That's literally every time I turn on wrestling, WWE wrestling, when I'm not like locked in for the entire time. It's the weird second thing after the awesome opener on Raw. Or it's the weird like women's match that like the the ninth and tenth women on the show, if Shotzi's doing something weird, or it's Noam Dar and Akira Tozawa uh, in a match, right? Was that the match or was Akira? That was the match. That was the match. I mean, oh yeah. I feel bad. I feel bad because there's some good stuff going on in NXT. Yeah, uh, you did not catch it if that's what you were. uh, Yeah, I was messing around. I was like, yep, this it's like another thing of like, yep, I. Can just like look at some recaps, and Zach will tell me if I need to go back and watch a match. So, and I don't that think match, I get the I CW, can... so we'll see about that. Hey, yeah, I, I can promise you that you don't need to see Norm Dar. Yeah, <laughs> really, anybody that guy just man, does he bother? He just like <laughs> my biggest like character pet peeve in wrestling is is Noam Dar. Sorry, Noam, but uh, it just uh, <laughs> it just does is he, what it is. Does he take photos of his? braids that are obviously like a color you know fake extensions like uh, lance archer does where he always takes a photo of like all the remnants and they look exactly the same every time i see him <laughs> no he doesn't he doesn't even do fun stuff okay. like that okay. he just is norm dar and 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 that's about it but listen everybody thank you for joining us live we appreciate it if uh if it's your first time here we are here Every single Tuesday night, 9 Eastern, 8 Central, talking the news of the week in wrestling. Um, you know, we usually hit a few topics. We take your questions. We take your comments. Um, and then, uh, you know, and then we call it a day. But it's uh, certainly a time of the time of the week I look forward to a lot. We've got a lot to cover today. Um, some topics that I think we don't get to too much. We're going to talk NXT today. Uh, and we're going to talk war games. Um, and again, we're going to take all your questions and all your comments um, and so we'll be, you know, kind of just hitting it from that angle and you can uh, get in on the action. Our super chats are open for all of our live listeners. Zach is already in there. We appreciate you, Zach. Appreciate your support and show. It's a really good way to support SC Scoops and to support us and to support the show. Keep this thing going. We certainly appreciate uh, any and all contributions and we will make sure to get to every super chat on this show tonight. So. Zach, I see your text or you know, your text, your super chat there. Um, going to get to that in a minute. But the news of the day, pretty big, pretty big as far as from a lot of angles. I think it's it's big. NXT leaving 
um, NBC Universal, leaving the USA Network in October of 2024, and will be joining the CW uh, on broadcast television. Um, this is another domino in the uh, uh, you know in the game of wrestling television deals that are being handed out or, or, or that are that promoters are working towards. This Tyler was an interesting one to me. Um, reports indicate that it is not reports indicate it's a five-year deal. Um, the price was not revealed in the, uh, in the press release that WWE sent out, but reports indicate that it's a significant increase, um, in yeah. the Euro in the year to year double. X, right. Yeah. I, think I heard, yeah, that's I, a, I read two X, but I don't think it was officially, like you said, announced. So not officially announced, but yes, two X is what I heard. So two times bigger than what they had now. Um, I mean, I think that in and of itself, like, is the story to me. You know, WWE worked hard in the last year, even less than that, to make NXT a product that could stand on their own, that they could get a lot of money for. And that's exactly what they did. Um, and so I think from that angle, you look at the, I look at the deal and I go, well, if someone's going to give them that kind of money for that, you go there. <laughs> and I think like, that's the story. You know, I don't think the CW is the greatest network in the world. I think it's a small little broadcast network, almost like a little engine that could, that just, that can't and won't go away in a lot of ways. But, you know, the NXT wrestling audience is going to, is going to find it, you know, wh wherever it is. And, I, I think that that's exactly what CW needs. And as long as they pony up the dollars, boom, WWE signs that deal, collects the check for five years, and then, you know, the chips fall where they may. So I, I view this as a money play because I don't know that the CW is that great of a network for them. But, man, it's hard to say no to two times what you've been getting for five years. Yeah, I certainly hope in this order, Becky Lynch and then everyone else is kind of in the same boat, you know, Taker, Cena. LA Knight, Cody, um, <clears throat> who else has been like a main roster person that's popped on, but Becky more so than anybody. Yeah. I hope she gets Dominic Rhea. Yeah. Of. Dominic Rhea. I hope they'll get like a, a bonus for, Hey, thanks for <laughs> yeah, right. two Xing this. Like, right. Like, I mean, honestly, like that's what I would do if I was, you know, it's a, it's a publicly traded corporation. So I doubt that's going to happen because it's not built into their contract, but um, <clears throat> you know, it's there and it just tells you, I think what you, we all know, but it just confirms that, that, NXT is now from a corporate structure is more of a way to make money as it always has been than a development zone for future stars. Right. Cause if you look at who's on the main roster now, yes, a handful of them have come through NXT different versions of it. Um, <clears throat> but as TKO would look at it and I looked at the stock, it's up 1% after hours. So it seems to be a positive note, this deal. Um, so it just tells you that this is a, cash grab not cash grab it seems negative but like this property has been developed to make money for the company and no chance in hell uh vince mcmahon song reference there on purpose that <laughs> smackdown or raw would ever be on the cw i think for any right. amount of money so that just tells you the hierarchy confirms that and we'll see where nxt is um you know like two years from now right like what's the rating the thing i can't wait for and i say this not ironically you know what night is 
NXT going right. to be on? What night is NWA going to be on? Like the wrestling wars. Like if NXT is beating NWA by seventy five thousand, let's say, because no one's viewing it. Like I tried to get it today. Like I use YouTube. I use Hulu for my streaming cable, mm-hmm. and I'm almost certain I don't have the CW. So I don't know if you can get that like on Pluto or Freevee or something like that. But you may need to like, go to the Best Buy and get some of those like. You know, yeah, get the digital antenna thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I have yeah. everything else that I don't need that. But um, <laughs> so I'm very curious that interaction. I think obviously NXT should crush NWA. Um, well, hey, real, quick on that, real quick on that. Yeah. I think the based on how what I understand, the NWA, if that deal goes through, mm-hmm. would air on the app only. Oh, okay. Not on the <clears> actual <throat> broadcast. So even less people would see that. <laughs> Um, then Other than like then, 3 a.m. old ROH style on Sinclair. right, right, even worse than that because it's just mm-hmm. so like, and again, that's how I understand it. It's 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 the app that they would be on, um, yeah. So I don't even so I mean, that further improves your point. So go ahead, yeah. But even though, like for that, like, I don't know if you're CW, like, I don't know what is on there. I'm gonna guess, like, you know, is Supernatural reruns on like three nights of the week? That's my guess for the CW. Um, or maybe Smallville or something. Smallville um, reruns. Oh, I mean, there's all those like superhero shows. I guess like Supergirl and Flash. I think has a show or did Arrow. Arrow. So all that sort of stuff. Um, but like, NW is gonna be way cheaper than putting on a superhero TV show. So why not oh, just yeah. put it on TV? If you're gonna get like a hundred thousand people to watch it, I think that'd be a pretty big show for CW at this point. So um, yeah. I am here for all the Billy uh, Cor- Corbin Corgan Corgan. All the Billy Corgan memes of him, you know, uh, you can just search that. It's pretty funny. So he's Boy, it's, uh, him not being happy. <laughs> it's a, it is a, uh, a sad day if you're Billy Corgan, yeah. uh, getting uh, just completely shoved out of the picture by by NXT. I, I mean, I think, I think, I, I think cash grab is a is a good way to put it. But, but, of course it is. Like that's mm-hmm. that's, you know. When you start loading up your show with Becky Lynch and Cody Rhodes and the freaking Undertaker, it's like you're you're pretty tra- being pretty transparent as to what you're trying to do. Now, I will say this, and then we're going to get to Zach's uh, super chats here in a minute on, on this topic. I, you know, the fact that you're on CW Network, like, I I think that you know you're almost in a position now where you're a little bit freer to really treat that show. As an NX, as a developmental show for the first time, because you're not, you're not like beholden to, oh dear God, like we have to deliver these ratings for a huge network conglomerate. Like, you know, the the whole scale shifts down where normal for CW network, a couple hundred thousand viewers. If you're doubling that up with your with your NXT show. That's gonna that's gonna be a good thing, regardless of who you have on it. Like, if you draw five hundred thousand regular viewers with your developmental crew only, and that sh- channel is normally doing you know one hundred fifty two hundred thousand, like that's a big win for the network and for WWE because you get to really have that show be what it is. So I I think that like this gives. WWE a huge check, but it also allows them to kind of treat the show now, you know, how it, how it always was kind of meant to be. And 
That doesn't mean that they won't beef it up from time to time. It doesn't mean that they don't want to do strong ratings. I think just the perspective on the ratings that they draw is way different being in this environment on on this network. And it may it may allow them to just kind of breathe easy where it's like, hey, we don't got a hot shot this crazy stuff on NXT. Mm-hmm. You know, we can just put, you know, like, you know, whoever, Ivy Nile against, you know, X up and coming women's star. And, you know, we're going to draw 500,000. That's three times more than what they normally get. Okay. That's a, that's, that's what the network wants. So they, they may be in a situation where that psychology comes back around and, you know, maybe that makes the show worse. I don't know, <laughs> but maybe it makes it better. We'll have to see. Yeah. And and one thing this tells me too, this is just a guess by me, <clears throat> but it tells me that, you know, I think Nick Khan and company are pretty smart when it comes to their TV deals. And they have been thus far, have a pretty good track record of that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> tells me they think probably this might be the last bite at the Apple from a traditional cable broadcast network for certain properties. And that, you know, if you can squeeze that out as much as possible, obviously they got NBC Universal for SmackDown, CW for NXT, one with Assume Raw will go to another network, seems to be the plan. Um, all kind of ending at the same time, five years from now, then they can make the play to then dip their toes into, you know, the streaming partners. And that feels like that'll be a smoother transition or maybe, you know, NXT is the first one to go there, whatever, because, you know, your I think you're right, but you know, let's say they're doing 300,000, whatever the equivalent right now of 300,000 today, you know, that could be 125,000 five years from now, right? It could derail that much. Yes. Whatever that equivalent of doing like 350 is today, if they're doing that, then they devalued that brand by taking it to CW um, and not getting yeah. eyeballs on it. And then that's like, you know, you get the, like I said, the cash grab. For a five-year period, and you got to rehabilitate the brand and kind of throw that in with a raw or a smackdown to a streamer. So you know they're they're rolling the dice a little bit when you could go to a traditional partner and you know kind of guarantee a flat on a curve rating for this for this brand. So I'm curious to see how that goes as well. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. At, and I mean, and yeah, and that that is like the the other side of the coin, right? Like mm-hmm. I think in this scenario. In this scenario, you're able to kind of like drive your rate on NXT, right? Like we want what we want for it as a standalone. But I think if you're going to go and like pitch, hey, you know, let's just take Warner Media for an example. Just I know they're not in the WWE business most likely, but you never know. If 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 they're going to sign a deal for Raw for a billion dollars, they may say, okay, yeah, we'll take we'll take NXT too. But we want it at a discounted rate. Here with CW, like you don't have to discount that rate when you're working with them. Like you just you get what you want and you go. But it, but but you're you're very you're very much right in that if 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 they don't pick up new fans or you know like viewership keeps going down just across television in general, like you could be in a position where you regularly draw six hundred thousand weekly viewers right now, and in five years. You're at four hundred thousand because of the network power that you're on. And then yeah, then you have a problem. So yeah, I mean like they're kind of risking it all here. Um, but it is the third brand, and it is NXT, and it's it's you know you can kind of I think you can kind of try some things with it. So I I hope that they like 
they, they, I don't want to say reimagine the show, but I think like treating it as, you know, like, like, like a, a genuine new show, you know, for, for, for under the WWE umbrella. Like, I think you, you got what you wanted out of the, the talent crossover. Paul Levesque and Nick Khan have to know that you can't go to that well forever. That can't be like your strategy for NXT long-term because what, you know, that is basically just Monday Night Raw on Tuesday night. Like you, you can't have that long-term. Um, I think they were strategic. I think they jolted this rating right at the right opportune time. They got this. Now I hope they can figure out a way to pull back, make their television product interesting on its own and, and, and go. What's the color scheme for uh, NXT 3.0 in your, <laughs> in your opinion? I don't Does CW have a color scheme. I don't know if they have a, I don't know if CW has a color scheme, but it's triple H. So lots and lots of skulls. Yeah. Is all leather, leather and skulls are the colors. leather colors. and skulls and motorcycles and whoever the one girl he loves. The singer, I forget her name. Poppy, and all Poppy, the Poppy yeah. you can possibly yeah, There want. you go. So. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right, let's get to some. Uh, let's get to some super chats here. We got some really good stuff coming in. Um, uh, gr- yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, and also to people who are with us live, Tracy, hello, Matt, hello, Steve, hello, Zach, of course, hello, Sean, what's going on? Glad to have you here, Sean. Uh, you guys are the best. Thank you for being here, talking a little wrestling. All right, Zach, chiming in. The CW is a bad choice by WWE, in my opinion. The audience base was gutted by the new owners. The current lineup is barely drawing 100,000 viewers. The, I, I, I think, Zach, it's totally 100% reasonable to view this news from that perspective, where you're like, what are they doing? Like, where are they going? This network is dying. Like, CW, it's barely on TV. What channel is it? I have no idea. I totally can understand where you're coming from on this. I think the only explanation is two times the current rate that they're getting now. Like, seriously, like, I think that's what it is. And I think WWE is confident in their product where they can say, Hey, look, we're, our audience will find us. Our having us on the, sh- the network is going to raise boats. The shows, other shows are going to perform this. We've got other sports properties now here it's more in line with our strategy this is you know the direction that we're going and you know wwe is going to be like the lead dog it's like it's like when a when a struggling sports team signs that big free agent and you're kind of looking around and going like wait a minute like this makes absolutely no sense much like the bears just did with montez sweat over the weekend like it makes no sense but you got to start somewhere so you pay more than you ordinarily would for a product that you just want to be synonymous with your brand. And that's what they, that's what they did here. So it may be, end up being a bad choice, but I, I think the idea here is to collect as much money as you can. And that's what they did. <clears throat> Tyler. Yeah. I mean, I certainly think WWE was getting a PowerPoint from the CW on why they should come to the CW, right? Not the other way. Around. Right. Yes, for sure. Which is nice when you're a TV product, when you have that, those sort of options, right? So I can yes. see that being, especially like an ego stroke for for everybody involved too. You can't take that out the human nature of. Well, um, and yeah. at that point, you're like you're at a pretty much like a you call it price. Like if they're mm-hmm. pitching you on that, you're charging yeah. whatever you want. Yeah. 
So um, I am curious, like if you had to put a percentage, let's say we're three, it starts in this January, like one, 2024. Is that no, October, that October. So we got a whole year. Okay. So let's say we are three and a half years from today. Like if you had to give a percentage chance that so we're what, then we're like three years or like two, two and a half years into the content yes. right in the middle of it. Yes. What is your percentage confidence that this is a good decision for WWE to go with the CW with everything you laid out, right? If you had to handicap it on odds of it working out, you know, like a team winning a football game, right? Like if a team's like a seven point favorite, they have like a 69, 68% chance to win the game. Right. So, so where are you percentage wise? This is going to work out for WWE. Well, what's working out. I mean, whatever you define that to be, right? Like they have not hurt the brand. They are, okay. you know, it's kind of, let's say NXT is flat or higher than they are now from a, just like a prestige standpoint, right? They haven't cratered. And now like I, the thing I said where NXT is not, you don't have to pair that with raw or SmackDown to make that valuable in the future. It's, it's its own thing. And it's like solidified as its own thing. I, I think that it's like, I, I, I honestly, I, I don't think, I don't think they're going to get worse than they are. I don't think the perception of the brand will be worse than it is right now. Like today. Like, I think that like, I think NXT is a brand for WWE that, that they feel like that they can take risks with. Like they would never do this for raw. They would never do this with SmackDown. Those are too important, but here it's like, okay, NXT is NXT. Like we can, you know, we, we let's take the money and, you know, we always feel like we could rehabilitate the product if we ever need to, you know, by doing X, Y, and Z. So I kind of think that as long as that check keeps clearing for five years, like <laughs> that's a win. And then they'll just move it to wherever they need to. And it'll kind of be the same as it is right now. That's that it's kind of, I hope it's not a cop out answer for people, but I, I genuinely feel like WWE thinks that they can, that they can make this what they need it to be in nine months time. Like give us nine months and we could get it to where like we need it to go. We want it. Okay. Amazon, you want to buy raw and we want NXT to go with it. So, okay, let's, let's do some stuff. Let's fix NXT up. And now we can package it in. Like, I, I just don't, think that they they see it as something that really needs to be protected like i think it can be what it needs to be when they need it to be that and they can then adjust as they go and that's a you know it doesn't mean you have the best product in the world like to be honest but that does mean that i think you can use it to make money in a, in a lot of different ways so I'm going to give you like 7% based on your answer. So you can deny that if you want, but Wait, uh, what is that's that? what I'm going to give you like 70% as, as your likelihood that this is going to well, work. I, no, I'd fine. say, I'd say higher than that. I, I think higher? it's like, okay. I think it's like 80 or 90. Yeah. I'll say 90. Like, I, okay. I just think that like, this is a, a product for them that they, that they, you know, feel like, okay, if it gets messy for three years, like, we'll, okay, like we'll weather that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter as long as we, you know, out, as long as we triple the ratings that they were going to get, and that's 400,000 viewers for NXT, that's still a win. Check's going to clear. And when we need to do something with it in five years, we will. 
like so I don't I don't see how they can really like lose here, I guess. It's kind of like a win-win all around. Yeah. Now I, I would cool. not have that same opinion if it was SmackDown or Raw. Yeah. Like clearly not. Yeah. I uh where are you? I, I want more information to give you uh, everyone a full answer. I want to know what day of the week. I want to know how long the show is scheduled to be. Um, so all that sort of information I think is important, but I'm probably 60% that this is just because I think WWE in general, it's, it's not smart to bet against them, you know? Uh, so I, that's why I'm there. But if there's some, if it's on Wednesday, head to head with AEW, I don't think that's a good call to be on the harder to find channel and to move your show around again, maybe in the intermediate and you think AEW would bounce back within this five year period to be pretty hot again. Is, is what I would project. I don't know if I would have the same faith in NXT just based on how the rosters are constructed between the two companies, uh, NXT oh, versus yeah. an AEW thing. So, um, you know, and if they want it three hours, you know, you never know. It's always a possibility. If you're going to double the content, double the deal, you might want to double the content. Oh, jeez. You know, so. Uh, so, okay. If it's a, I'm not if saying it's, it's likely, but that's I got it. If it's that, then it's a fail, right? So I got to know all that. Yes, yeah. If it's that, that's a fail. And I want to yeah. like, okay, like if those de- if that detail comes out, I kind of, yeah, I want to like put a little check mark by like and no information. My... I just want that full info before we go. But like, yes, six, my yes. gut at the moment, if it's Tuesday or Thursday and it's eight to ten Eastern, then I'm sixty percent at the moment. Um, <clears throat> so. Just because I think it is a hard place to be, um, so and I, I just don't think that it, you know it's bringing people, but it's probably going to be in the like t- if if it moved over today to next Tuesday it was on the CW, and tonight's episode is going to do what six fifty seven hundred something like that. I think yeah. you're like the first four weeks you're like in the three fifties three seventy fives four hundreds, which is like yeah. a big it's it's a big drop. So it's it's a hard thing to you know that's why I, I want to be in the middle of the deal. Um, there and then also like how do they structure it, right does someone like you said you can't go to the well too many times is it like a thing where it's you know hey for a year Drew McIntyre is going to be on NXT and he's like an anchor of that brand then I think it works a lot better if you have a couple anchor people you know are going to be there and it's treated on the level you know not on the level but you have a couple people that you know are there and they mix it up and have new matchups but they're there and you know hey the only place to see Drew McIntyre is on NXT stuff and also <clears throat> Not that I want longer shows, but I think at some point with this move, you have to start adding like NXT matches onto big time, not all PLEs, but like WrestleMania, like it's two nights. Like I certainly think you should have an NXT match or two on there if you're going to treat it like this and try and cross promote it. But that might be a hot take. I don't know. Hold on. I want to put a pin in that real quick because I I have a note there. Hang on. Let's finish. I want to get through Zach's comments. (laughs) But like that. Is going to be an interesting discussion. Zach also says, I don't think it looks good to be on a network where you're drawing five or six times more than every other show. Now, here's where I disagree with you on that, Zach. For this product, if you're SmackDown or Raw, I would agree. You don't want to be that because you're really like a big fish in a teeny tiny little pond. But for NXT, though, like this is your third brand. This is your, you know... Your developmental brand, like <laughs> this is AW Dark, <laughs> right? I mean, like it. So I think if like if you can walk into the boardroom at CW and go, "Hey, this show, you guys, like, you guys get to play with the big fish now. Like, 
you get to play up to our level. That's a great place to be in. Like they now hold a lot of value with the CW network with their third brand. So I get what you're saying, Zach, but I think they're super happy, you know, being able to swing a big stick around there and, you know, having a lot of power. Like, I, I think that that's good for this particular product. NXT, where the big fish play. Where the big fish, <laughs> where the big fish play. And then uh, Tyler Zach also calls, calls everything out. Mm-hmm. And this is, I think this is important too. All the superhero shows got canceled wholesale by the new ownership. It's some imported shows and F-Boy Island now. I mean, this is part of a rebrand. I mean, this mm-hmm. is part of that network rebranding itself into something new. And like, I, again, I think, I think that there's value in, you know, being the, the, the lead on that. I, I don't know. I mean, do you, do you think that's a knock? Like, I don't think people are going to look at that and go, Ooh, WWE, that's rough. I think they're going to go, Whoa, they're carrying the whole damn network. Like, Holy crap. That's pretty impressive. As long as the ratings sustain. <clears throat> yeah. Especially if you look at, you know, the CW, what they have currently, what they're planning to get um, viewership wise, like life sports wise. So they're the right. Pac-12 right now, which is going to be two teams next year. Um, so I don't know what <laughs> they're that just going to play each other every week. It's no big deal. Yeah. So that'll be, you know, you'll have a lot of Oregon State versus Fresno State because they're going to play the Mountain West. So, you know, <laughs> you know, if that's a good CW matchup, I guess. They also have Live Golf, which is trying to merge with the PGA. So I assume that the PGA would absorb that if that goes through. Um, so that's not great if you're the CW. And then NASCAR coming up later, which is certainly a niche sport, but will probably destroy NXT in the ratings. I haven't looked at oh, yeah. NASCAR race in a long time. But so you're not even the top dog there. If you're in NXT when NASCAR comes to town, but you know, whatever, it's different. It's like, that's like Sunday afternoons, I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's fine. I think most people, I think you and I and Zach, obviously, and lots of people here watching and in the comments think that way. I think the casual fan does not think that way. So I think it's, um, you know, for it's, it's, it's however you want to attack it. Right. It's, I think it's, if I'm on a network and I'm the best product on that network, I'm always going to take that as a positive if I run that company. Um, yeah. But yeah, you could always do the other argument as well. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I get F-boy, it. F Boy Island being the stuff, that's, uh, hey, that's, that's some good stuff. Maybe some Bachelor reruns. I don't know what these imported shows are. Those imported from other networks, or are they like literally like Korean drama, soap operas? That's, I think it's overseas, is it not? Okay. I think it's I don't from- know. Overseas. Like Netflix, right? Where they have like, you know, a Squid Game. So then they like buy every other foreign language thing and hope it pops. So, and hope it, yeah. Well, I mean, it's really not, not a bad strategy, honestly. No. Especially, well, if, especially if you do like Spanish language stuff. I think that could pop really, really well. Right, right. So yeah, that is a strategy. But that's the strategy. Like that's how the programming looks right now today. Yeah. Like if you look at what they've acquired and what's going to be like on the CW network in a year from now or a little bit further than that, like it's clear that they've made a shift in, in strategy. Matt here with the super chat chiming in on that. No, CW is also trying to reinvent itself after the Arrowverse has ended. Arrowverse meaning all the superhero shows plus the year younger in content. Maybe that'll be good. WWE wants a young audience. Like if there's a reason why, 
that they would want to choose this network, it, you know, the network, the viewership in the network is going to get older with like live golf and with NASCAR, but it does have like, you know, I know they canceled a lot of the kind of the content that skews younger with superheroes, but that network I think is known for just skewing younger. And so you get, you know, you get to tap into that for a little while anyway. Um, and I think on that note, it's also, it's broadcast television still. Like there's an element of, I think, you know, not that people really flip the channels anymore too much, but, you know, there's an element of like being accessible from find, like just finding wrestling randomly that I think, you know, it's not super important, but when you, when you partner that with two times your current rate, like, I think that, that makes, that makes sense. But, but again, they are trying to reinvent, reinvent themselves. They're reworking their their whole content strategy, and WWE is going to lead on that. And so, you know, that's that's that. We also have a wonderful super chat here from Matt. It says, I'm back, and uh, MJF is still mid and still the wrong choice, and the heavyweight title, title scene is lacking. But you know what's not lacking? Zach and Tyler Shage and Brass Ring Media is fire. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it. Um, Tyler and myself do have our own shop, Brass Ring Media. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Substack. You can find us on Patreon. We've got a Patreon tier that's $4, you guys. $4 gets uh, a bunch of specialty podcasts every single week. Lots of really great written content. Access to a Discord world that's that's you know filled with people who are... Not agreeing all the time, but also not arguing like they do on Twitter. And that is a good thing in our book. So give us a shot. Find us on Patreon, patreon.com backslash brass ring media. Matt, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the plug. We certainly, uh, we certainly appreciate it. So Tyler, back to your point about like NXT matches on big time shows. What like there's, certainly is I, or, or maybe there's not like, I don't want to, I'll leave the question more open-ended than that. In 2024, you'll still have the Peacock deal going strong, which is where NXT like premium live events air. Now there's not so much a conflict of interest there because NBCU owns Peacock and they're on, you know, the USA network. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think? happens in that instance when that is not you know congruent (laughs) when you have nxt on the cw network but you i'm assuming they're going to still want to do nxt only ple's like where do you go with that i mean how complicated do you think that makes you know the programming effort for nxt I guess I'm trying to get your question. Like, do you think, are you saying like CW will be not happy that there's PLEs on Peacock or to my point of like, why would you mix the two or, or a whole nother well, point? Like, I guess either, either way. Like, I mean, are you going to even run a run? Like, are you going to want to run PLEs on yeah. Peacock? Do you have, to, do you have to, is my question, right? Like, is there a set number of PLEs that you yeah. have to, that they have to run? Like, I don't, I don't know they that. could be. Yeah, so it could help alleviate that, right? Because you got 12. 
essentially, right? Do we have? Are we going to have twelve this year? Twelve. The I main, main roster. No, no, no. The main roster. Yes. Like, are there twelve? Okay. Yes. So maybe it's sixteen. Maybe that's the contract number. So then you have to have four or five. You know, if it's seventeen. So if you have to, yes, I still think you would. You know, because like I think those having, let's say, if you're going to mix and match, I think having four NXT PLEs five feels totally good to me. And then just like as a spotlight of, hey, we're like this brand is not on a desert island on CW, like, you know, for like the NXT women's and the NXT men's titles to be defended at WrestleMania, I think totally makes sense. And, you know, we've already had them in the Royal Rumble. I'm not saying like every show, like Fastlane does not need a, I don't know, a Noam Dar and random who, who else? Who are else trolling you me with Noam I know. Dar. I'm trying to think like, you know, you know, my roster, my, the roster, NXT roster is not good. My strong point right now, but it's, you know, you don't need those kind of matches, but whatever, right? Like if there's a war games match that makes more sense than the NXT roster, then, you know, and well, I know we'll get to it, but then what we saw last night, um being very forced i would say but like if you have something that makes more sense there then do that and have like an nxt or do nxt versus raw like we've never seen that i think that'd be cool you know we have i guess i guess we had nxt versus that was a while ago that was a while ago but like we've we've had a whole global pandemic since yeah yeah. it barely so not like a yeah that's when adam cole went toe-to-toe with uh roman right yeah 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 so the strange times okay but, like, you know, if you have that, then that makes more sense. Just, like, I would say, like, a little bit more integration. Because, like, for the casual viewer who we're talking about here and everything we're talking about tonight, for the most part, like, I think that signifies to me as a casual viewer that these are somewhat on equal playing fields. Um, and that's the way I would go, more so than the developmental brand. Like, you still do the developmental stuff. But, you know, you have your, your raw s- setup, right? You have your opening half hour, your last half hour for big time stuff. And in the middle can be some developmental stuff. I think that's like a pretty interesting show to watch in general and, and can be pretty strongly um, promoted. So yeah, that's just, you know, I don't have a manifesto about that, but I just, it's kind of crazy to me that we don't see more NXT interaction on major shows. I think it's always been kind of a wild situation. I thought that was always a Vince thing and, you know, maybe we'll see that with triple H now, but it just seems strange to me that they're not treated. equally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'd be interesting to see them try to do that. I, you know, on one hand, it's like it makes sense because you know it's another brand, so do it. Like run, run, you know, run it out there, get more eyes on it, and and put big time matches on big time events. The other, but like, man, I just I, I hate the idea of like NXT titles on like these main roster the main roster shows. You and I both agree on like titles, too many damn titles. Way too many. And so I just don't know how that would impact like my thought on <laughs> my thought on on that opinion. Um just because it's it's it, it means so much <laughs> to me to not have a lot of yeah. titles. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'd say if you didn't have two world titles, um, I, I would be more open to that. That's argument. yeah, but yeah, you yeah. know, and then you could have like one world title defended on every show. So you don't you don't even have to have Seth like pulling this weight. You know, True. And when, when LA Knight is eventually the second secondary champion, like, do you really want him working seven of 12 pay-per-views? If that's like the same cadence, you know, probably not. So you might probably, want to have, yeah, probably might want to have yeah. Carmelo work two of those for him, you know, yes. like two, yeah. two, five and five, right. would be a pretty good 
breaking of like defenses of titles. Well, and then like it becomes like a big business decision too. I think for for WWE because it's like okay, if you have if you have an NXT product on Peacock, mm-hmm. and Peacock has a huge audience, just like the, the, like the access points. Well, the number of access points like into Peacock is enormous, and there's levels, and there's all sorts of you know. It's just you know the WWE product on Peacock is in front of more eyes than it ever has been. And so if WWE can prove out like, hey, we're running NXT premium live events on Peacock, or we are like putting NXT matches on shows and we can prove that eyeballs from there are heading to the CW to watch NXT on a regular basis, like that is an enormous value play that they will lean on. You know, and so I think you're right. Like I was unsure. I was unsure about like when I framed the question up, but you made a good pitch. And I think like like that business, that like the the business reasoning for that, if you can take eyes from like, hey, we have this Peacock subscription. We watch WWE. We like it. We watch the PLEs. And man, we saw Braun Breaker and that he's pretty cool. And then you went and found him on the CW network. And now you're a viewer there and maybe you pick up another show or you watch NASCAR there. Like that's a trail you can track now, like from an analytics perspective and from a data perspective, that's where WWE is going to make a ton of money. And I would say like, everyone wants to be the NFL and what you're describing there kind of feels like the NFL model where on a smaller level. Yeah. Yeah. But like NFC games are typically on Fox and AFC games are typically on CBS. Right. In, in 2023. (laughs) <laughs> but you have different methods. You can do red zone. You can do that. Like you, you go all over the place to find these games. Right. And they're at a value add big time for all those networks. And, you know, right. it doesn't, it's not always a thing. Like, so you might see the chiefs on Fox. You might see the Cowboys on CBS, right. You're not always on certain channels, but like, you know, I think if you're WWE, if you're Nick Khan, like that's the pitch you're making as like a take over the world. You know, everyone wants to <laughs> replicate what yes. the NFL has done, right? So yeah. that's kind of my idea there. Yeah, yeah, yep. Well, we'll track it. We'll track it. NXT, um, you know, the news of the day. We'll see how things go. We'll see, you know, it won't take into effect for another another year. So we'll see how – I'm interested to see how the programming changes. I'm interested to see, you know, how much further they go with main roster talent appearing on the show. Um now that they've got the deal in the bag, you know, all that is kind of in play to watch now. So, and I think, you know, it's going to be real interesting, I think, here in the next three months, because, you know, at that point, in three months' time, you're going to, NXT is going to lose some of its anchor talent. Braun Breaker is going to be going to the main roster. Carmelo Hayes is going to be going to the main roster. Um, even like Andre Chase and Chase U, like that's going to go to the main roster at some point. Tiffany Stratton's going to go to the main roster. Roxanne Perez, like they're not those. The current crop of NXT stars are probably not even going to be on the show by the time this new deal kicks in. And so, um, you know, they 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 probably want to have like the next generation of stars figured out by then. But we'll uh, we'll see. It's going to be uh, it's going to be really interesting. Really interesting. Let's pivot to the main roster here as we wrap up uh, the show here for our final 15, 20 minutes. We've got some really great super chats on this. Um, War Games is back, Tyler, at Survivor Series. 
two weeks or three weeks' time. It's going to be the judgment day against Cody Rhodes, against Jey Uso, against Sami Zayn, and against Seth Rollins um, inside war games. The Sean jumped here with the super chat, pumped about war games. Um, we'll get to your other questions here too, Sean. But Tether, you seem down <laughs> on the war games build. I was a lot higher on it than I think your opinion of it. So let's go to your first because I'm intrigued as to what you think here. Go ahead. So first of all, you know, my bias is here. I watch a lot of wrestling. You watch a lot of wrestling. We all watch a lot of wrestling, right? So lots. I'm watching it. I'm watching it live last night. And, you know, my wife is sitting there. We're talking. She's on TikTok, you know, normal. She's TikToking. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Normal 30-ish American couple things going on on a Monday night. Okay. So uh, it's happening. The main event. Love the match. I love Sammy and, and Seth working together. So I was enjoying that. Um, but then, you know, Judgment Day come out. And I'm saying to her ironically. And this is like a superpower all of us have. So I'm not bragging because I think all of us kind of could choreograph how this was going to go uh, as it was happening. And it was like, man, if Jey Uso and then Cody Rhodes come out, <laughs> and then if they make this the War Games match, I'm going to be so shocked. And she's like, did you write this? I was like, no, I just watched, you know, a lot no, of wrestling. Just you know, wrestling every, for yeah, everyone could have done that, right? It's not just a special thing that I can do. We all probably did it watching it. So, you know, that marks my, more so than anything, is the Adam Pierce thing. Like, you want to say, you want to play games like three times? It's like, oh my God. Like, you know, just like also <laughs> the, the corniness of it all took it out for me. Like, is the match going to be good? Yes. Have they all interacted with Judgment Day? Yes. Should, should Damian Priest cash in during that match? Yes. I think that would be very interesting. And I would have my be cool. opinion around if he did that. Because then, like, can you transform the match? Because the match doesn't officially start. So, like, hypothetically, I don't, I don't think they have the cojones to do this from a booking perspective. But if, obviously, you know, Judgment Day are going to have Finn and Damian probably one and two, right? Or maybe they'll mix it and have JD and Finn start or something. But, like, let's say we're in the middle of the match and he catches in. Is he, like, can he be the champion before this match is even over? Like, that would be crazy. Um, that would be I cool. Think, yeah. And, like, you can yeah. go from there. I think Seth could, like, I don't know. Like, who cares? Like, if you do that and Seth, like, wins it back at Royal Rumble, I think that's totally fine. I think that, like, at this point, that's like a thank you for Priest to put over Bad Bunny the way he did twice as a teammate and as an opponent making the judgment day an interesting storyline. Like, I don't know. I'm fine with it. I don't think it's like the end of the world if he's champion. I think it'd be a cool way to do it. But so I think the match is going to be awesome. You know, I'm, I'm like four weeks away from being over all these guys interacting all the time. So I <laughs> hope that this is the end of this. It's been like a lot. I, I've enjoyed raw a lot recently, but it feels a little thin on like everyone doing things with everybody that that's on the show. So, you know, it just was contrived and corny is the only reason I didn't like this build. But the, you know, the, the way we got there and how the match is going to be, I think, is a thumbs up. But the presentation last night, you know, just kind of insulted my intelligence a little bit. And I don't that's the thing about WWE that still happens a lot. Like AEW doesn't insult my intelligence like they insult their own intelligence. And I kind of like that for me when I'm watching <laughs> that. I'm like, this is what the hell is happening? Well, that's here? a compliment. But yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, it's a double backhanded compliment yes that it's like interesting because it makes no sense and i don't know what they're thinking and wwe's like just so 
paint by numbers for like a seventh grader sometimes that it still is hard for me to overcome and watch on a regular basis and not feel that way still, even though the product is much better than it was three years ago. Right. This is more my overall issue with the way WWE presents itself is I guess where I'm coming from in that way. You know, I was expecting a lot worse. I was expecting a lot (laughs) worse of a, uh, you know, dismantling of the itself. it's fine i was like so i've got a super low bar i think and maybe that's why i liked it like the (laughs) i when i look for like these types of matches and i am not a survivor series fan it's one of in my opinion i think i talked about this a couple weeks ago Mm -hmm. like one of the worst events on the wwe calendar every year and has been for 20 years like I, i i genuinely think that it's just a, has, has been habitually a terrible show no matter how you frame it up like whether it's bra versus smackdown or champion versus champion like whatever like it yes it had some good matches but generally it was a pain in the ass show to get through and a pain in the ass time of year yeah i liked this because the hook for survivor series is war games and in war games is not a match that is like just hey Oh shoot, it's war games time. Let's have a war games match. Like I give WWE credit in this instance for like these to your point, Damian Priest and Judgment Day have been feuding with everybody on the other side of this match since the summer in some form or fashion. Cody Rhodes and Dominic wrestled each other at Money in the Bank. Like they like it's been a long build and with these guys constantly at each other's throat for months. So I like that. There's a reason for this match to exist inside war games right now. Like, and that to me is like a notch on the belt of like, okay, this is, this makes sense for, 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 for survivor series. Yes. Adam, Adam Pierce was, uh, was cheesy. I, I could have done with that. Like, maybe one games mention yeah. and then get into it. But he did do it four times. He didn't yell war games as good as William Regal does. No question mm-hmm. about that. But it, but to me, like I kept leaning on, does this match deserve a war games like scenario? And that's what I'm like most excited about, which is it does like it's a branded pay-per-view, but they took time in the months leading up to it to actually tell a story that by the time you get here, it feels like it makes sense. I give him an A, a for that in, in this. Um, this has to be the end, though. You're right. If, like, this is the blow-off. This is the big blow-off for a months-long feud between these top baby faces on Raw and the Judgment Day. Like, and it has to operate that way. If the Monday after we still get a Cody run out in the middle of a Judgment Day – beat down you know my opinion is going to shift for sure but i do like how they got here as you know juvenile as maybe it was i just think for so long we've seen these kind of specialty matches just come out of thin air hell in a cell oh shoot it's hell in a cell or it's elimination chamber oh geez it's tlc and that was uh, that was more annoying to me. So I will take this. Um, I think it's going to be a good match, and I think it was you know given the proper 
you know, historic context to get to, to where they need it to be. So I, 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 I give this a thumbs up. Yeah. Um, do you, do you think, but dude, okay. Real quick though. I love like, okay. 20 WrestleMania 21 was the first, um, was the first money in the bank match. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's what it's WrestleMania 40. Yeah. So that's almost 20 years ago. Yeah. So it's, that's 19 <clears throat> years of Money in the Bank cash-ins that we've seen. Mm-hmm. It's hard to find a cash-in that has never been done before to keep that fresh. Like, mm-hmm. so I like that idea. Like, I am all – like, I want to see them green light attempting to do that. And if maybe they step in it. Maybe they step in it and it's horrible <laughs> and it makes no sense. Like, you know, okay, fine. But the cash-ins are so – the same now, like regardless mm-hmm. of like women's, men's, just doesn't matter. Like Rollins cashed in the main event of WrestleMania. Like you're not going to beat that. So how can you make that gimmick fresh? Like this would be a good way to kind of freshen it up. a bit. That would be very interesting. I I, I think uh, WWE owes you a commission on that. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe if they're not going to tip Becky, they can tip me for the good idea. Especially yeah. like just to, to book it out further, right? Like it doesn't have to happen right away within the match too. So you have would have like your own <clears throat> match within a match between right. those two, and it'd be like it'd be insane to be like because then it's like is Cody is is Sammy are they like is it their interest to like help Seth because like if he gets pinned in that moment he loses his title but they don't lose the match because you can't that match hasn't really officially started right right so, right <laughs> and then it's like does that make Seth like hate both those guys for screwing him over and not helping him and you know obviously like. You know, it's a cage. It's got the top, so you can't throw it in. But it'd be cool if, like, Priest is the second guy in, and he has the briefcase under the ring, and he grabs the briefcase and brings it in, and like, it'd be it'd be it'd be dope. And if it was like multiple people, yeah, I think it'd be it would add so much tension to that match that it would be it'd be cool. So, well, and not gonna happen, but (laughs) it's not gonna happen. But even if you stepped in it completely, like, you know. I can I can like you know watch something really really bad for the sake of like trying something new after mm-hmm. 20 years of the same cash in like that's worth it I think that's worth it mm-hmm. um yeah okay so we'll we'll watch we'll watch that uh back to Sean's comment here uh, more about Monday Night Raw last night um uh, what you guys think about Zoe Stark winning the Battle Royal loved how they built to everything on Raw Raw has been such a good show lately not sure about the Miz as a babyface, though. Um, you first, Tyler. What do you make of Sean's comments on the, the rest of Raw and Zoe? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I think I picked Zoe as like my dark horse to win the Money in the Bank match for a while ago. What that's what July it was when that July. was. Yeah. So, you know, I've been I've been high on Zoe. I think that WWE WWE is as well. So not surprising. Um, on that front, obviously Triple H is a big fan. Um, so yeah, and I, and I think you know Raw has been a good show a lot. I think it's been an easier show, better show. You know, the internal, the the forever debate of what show is better out of the two, right? There's very few times where both shows are like cooking at the same rate. I yeah. think we're definitely in the Raw is better than SmackDown zone of, yes. of WWE at the moment, which is fun um, to bounce back and forth between the two like we do. Um, and then I. I'm bullish on Miz as a face, but we can get to Matt's as well. 
I'm curious your thoughts on all that, especially the Miz thing. I think it's a fun conversation to have. Yes, let's have it. Uh, thank you, Sean. I appreciate it. Yeah, I like Zoe winning. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think the especially for for you know if this was going into Royal Rumble or if this was a WrestleMania match, like I don't think I'd have the same like positive opinion on this. But this mm-hmm. is a title defense for Rhea Ripley on a top show on WWE's calendar, for better or worse. Um, but it's not anywhere close to the main draw here. So I think you can get away with a Zoe Stark level challenger for Ripley. And I think they could have a hell of a match together. You know, I, I, I really do. I think you saw them interact briefly on Raw yesterday. It it worked. There was there wasn't some intensity there. So this, you know, this is gonna be fine. Rhea Ripley's gonna win the match and it's gonna be definitive. And Ripley's gonna go on, and that's exactly how it should go. But I think it's a good spot, uh, spot championship appearance for 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 Zoe. Um, I agree on Raw. I think it's the best wrestling show right now on television. Um, it fluctuates back and forth. Mm-hmm. Three hours is still a lot. It, I mean, it's still a lot. But uh, it was two, maybe like elite wrestling content yes right now. yes yeah. it, it would be i mean like you just have a lot of people on no that pun show. intended oh you know, you've been waiting for that for weeks. i didn't mean i, I actually didn't mean to do that so sorry you, you yeah, you've yeah, been sitting you on that one for for, for like <laughs> at least a couple weeks uh the, the, you know cody's sitting on all cylinders Seth's in a good spot you've got jay coming around drew mcintyre's got an interesting storyline rhea ripley is anchoring the women's division becky's doing her thing everybody's in their place on that show and i think that's when wrestling shows are the best. And the audience is reacting exactly like WWE wants. That is a recipe for success. So, so yeah, I agree with you on that, Sean. And then uh, Miz is the face. Uh, hmm. I, I want to read Matt's comment here. Uh, thank you, Sean, for that super chat. Matt, thank you very much as well. We appreciate your support, guys. It, it means a ton. And uh, I know I say it all the time, but... It really means a lot, so thank you. Um, Matt says, Mrs. Face was cooking. I love this kind of uh, – love this. It's kind of crazy. It took him to be into his 40s before he was this appreciated. Um, God, man, Tyler, I, I, I'm interested in your thoughts, but I, I am not high on the Miz as a baby face. Like, I just – I mean, I'm willing to be like – proven wrong here because i think that in a match against gunther like miz can certainly drum up a lot of sympathy you know and be a good baby face in that match and in that feud but as soon as you pull him out of that though guys like he's just this like jerky arrogant miz guy again like the reason he's able to succeed as a baby face right now is because he's opposite gunther a strong heel protected heel a heel with a lot of credibility, like that, that's a good formula. And Miz can play his part in that dance. But what happens when Gunther's not there? And when he goes away, Miz is just the same old baby face Miz with the same issues that he's had his entire career as a as a as a baby face. So I think it's gonna work for Survivor Series. I think it's going to work for the next three weeks as they build to Survivor Series. But then what? 
That's the problem. And I, I just I don't think the Miz like has a likable <laughs> tone to his character. He just doesn't. People know too much about him. And I I, I just think he's born to be a heel. So that's my opinion. But Tyler, <clears throat> what do you think? Four things on this. I got a lot okay. of points on the, on this Miz thing. First of all, for my you know, my opinion as a fan, <clears throat> uh, he was a very important character when he was beating John Cena in the main event of WrestleMania. If you he forgot, never he talks about that. He should talk about that more. <laughs> but uh, that was a very crucial point in not liking John Cena and him being the, someone that could actually beat him through underhanded contents. Uh, <clears throat> so important character for me there. The main points I actually want to get at here, um, I think the meta narrative here is so juicy, I cannot uh, can't stop thinking about it, that Miz and MJF, you could argue they're essentially the same character, right? Okay. Um, in, the, in their demeanor. So if you're WWE and you want to prove that you can book something correctly, I think you cannot uh, disassociate how much they want to prove that they could book MJF better than AEW can book MJF as a babyface. So Incredible. the juiciness of that content, the articles alone for that, I'm very excited to write. So that's that's another bias. You point. just want but, to watch the world burn, my friend. <laughs> I just think that's like a, you know, what's the nice way to say on our show here? A measuring contest of a certain body part between the two <laughs> companies. Um, or how long you can urinate, right? Same sort of thing. Um, third point is, um, remember when he first had his kid and he was on commentary? I don't know, some random, it's like 2016, 2017. I don't remember when he had his kid. He was like a baby face for one episode of Raw on commentary. And I thought it really, really worked. And if you don't remember it, I'd go back and try and find it. I'm sure if somebody will post it on Reddit now that he's a babyface for a little bit. Like he was on commentary and was saying, like, yeah, I've changed now that I've had a kid, I've been a jerk, all that sort of stuff. So I like that in that moment. And the fourth thing is more of a narrative of like a character I've never seen that is so easy to do in wrestling. And I thought Seth Rollins, when he was architect to babyface the first time, was the best candidate for this. But it's like telling the story of Odysseus, right, in the Odyssey. You don't do that exactly verbatim. But, like, what I think MJF tried to do a little bit but has failed tremendously. That's why I did the comparison of the two. Of, like, that guy who's been a heel forever and make amends for, you know, Jay's done that a tiny bit but not really. But, like, mm -hmm. literally you tackle, like, hey, I've screwed over you in this way and I have to, like, own up to it and I have to make amends for it and we're going to tag together and we're going to win together. I'm going to prove that. And like, just like little mini stories there where Miz is not going to win the world title. He's going to lose to Gunther. He's going to lose to Drew when he's a heel. He's going to lose to somebody in the judgment day, but like he can make amends for his character and that can be a multi-year or a year long arc of proving that he's not a total piece of crap that he has been. And like, he's essentially ricochet right from where he's booked as a baby yeah. face if he's there. I just think that's like an interesting story to tell for 15 minutes every week on Raw. So I'm bullish on all that. Do I think really any of that's going to happen? Probably not. But I love the potential of it. And, you know, it's just a guy who's been the same thing forever and changing that. Like, that's like John Cena if he was heel all of a sudden. I think everyone would agree that it would at least be interesting if it wouldn't work. Yeah. I think that's where we're with the Miz. So from no interest in him whatsoever to, hey, I kind of want to see what the Miz is going to do every week, I think is a positive alone. So you're a good. So thank you. I should be uh, Paul Heyman. Thanks. <laughs>
Yeah, I mean, like, no, I like that makes sense. I mean, look, the Miz, like, I think that what you know, as a that see, this is this is why this show is so fun because I'm sitting here and I'm like, you know, what I think of the Miz, I think of a character with no credibility. I think of a character with no oomph or firepower or anything of substance behind the words that he says. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that perspective and that perception is correct with Miz as a heel. Like he's just that doesn't have anything there. He's like a mid card at best heel right now because he's been just beaten and just like stepped on and like, just completely neutered as a character, as, as a heel. But, but as I think about it more, you know, he can take all of that as a baby face and use it. And like, like, th- like, is it going to c- catapult him to a world title? No. But like all of a sudden, if you flip baby face and you lean into like all of those failures, like, and you flip it on its head, like you've got something there potentially because people love a comeback story. Like people love, you know, and, and I think that that's an interesting way to frame, frame him. If, if he goes that route, he'd have to shed a lot of his like gimmick though. Like he'd have to find a way to like temper the, the nice suits and like the hair and like the spin around entrance and like the point at the, like <laughs> a lot of that he'd have to like work to like kind of suppress. Cause I think that's very heelish. But, you know, as a heel, you can't use any of his history to his advantage as a character. It's just kind of there, and that's what he is. And if you need a celebrity to beat him up, like, okay, like, he's the perfect guy. He cashes thick checks, lots for sure. Like, he's, you know, he's had a good career, no question. Um, but I think he can use his history a hell of a lot better as Babyface. That's a it's a good call-out. It's a reason to kind of rethink um, – you know, my opinion anyway. Yeah. Thanks a lot. And just, just you know, his at least we'll see a new move set. We saw with the tilt a whirl. That was fun. Yes. So at least that's interesting in the, in the matches. And <clears throat> you know, do I, am I confident? You know, no, I'm probably like a ten percent confidence level that anything I just said is going to pan out. But <clears throat> you know, we have the potential of it happening now, which I think is interesting. And and you know, what does he do? How does he do that? Um, you know, does he? I don't know, sacrifice himself in a moment to save a baby face that he screwed over. You know, who's he screwed over the most on the roster? You know, that's also a hard thing with him too. The majority of the people he's done his most heinous things to as like a legit heel are not wrestling currently. Yeah. So right. <laughs> has he ever screwed over Seth? Like him saving Seth from a cash in yeah. would be like if he if him and I can't think of anything where they've interacted where he's been dastardly. I'm sure it's happened on random episodes, but no major feuds. So that's a hard correlation to make, but you know, he can, you know, do that. That whole arc I think is super interesting and not really, I'm sure it's, there's good examples of lifelong heels and lifelong baby faces that have turned, you know, Hogan being a lifelong baby face, obviously that worked right. And like yes. kind of turning on everyone and, and using that to his advantage. I think you can do 15% of that with Miz of effectiveness. It certainly freshens up his character. I mean, that, if they can do it right, you know, it certainly gives like, cause like as a heel, it's kind of like, Oh God, okay, here's Miz again. Like yeah. who's going to interrupt and who's going to run him down on a promo. And then he's going to get beaten. Like, yeah. you know, you kind of know the, the formula there. Yeah. And but you got 
you got to commit to new songs. You gotta, I, I was going to no, say, you got to no go Austin. with this. Yeah. You got to do like white t shirt and jeans. Yes. Like, you got to get a haircut. Yeah. No, like, you got to change all your ring gear. Like, no, the, no, the goggles with like the long coat thing. So, like, does he even want to do that? I don't know. So, yeah. Well, and I think you also, if you're WWE, like, you got to give it time. Like, you can't mm-hmm. do this over like a month. Yes. Like, it's got to be like a year, maybe, like, where you mm-hmm. really, you know, you go with yeah. it. Especially if it's like he goes against Gunther and let's say, you know, what like Miz is a heel against Gunther is a two minute match, four minute match, right? Like is if is how you would book it, right? If you were doing right. it a year ago, like him and Lashley, like when he was champion and like yes, Lashley squashed yes. him. Champion. But like if Miz goes like 15 <laughs> minutes and like, yeah. you know, does that Gable story, like I think that helps tremendously and puts him over in, in, a, in a loss, like comes up in and loses fair and square. But like almost was there and you just didn't expect it and has like a hell of a match with Gunther, which is a good person to have a hell of a match with. Um, yeah, all that can help. So yeah, I think Gunther is like a like this shows just how valuable yeah. that guy is as a performer, too, because you know, just his presence around the Miz like allows yeah. for this to happen. And like that's a strong, that's a strong character, that's a strong act, uh, yeah. you know, without question. Whew. All right, man. Well, we covered a ton. Thank you guys for, for joining us. Thank you, Matt. Uh, thank you, Sean. Thank you, Zach, for your super chats. Thank you, Steve, for joining us. Thank you, Tracy, for joining us. And everybody else who joined us live, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, it's been a blast. Can I get one thing? Steve yes. in the chat corrected me, and I want to thank him for that. The War Games has no roof. It's not blood and guts. I'm thinking blood and guts with the double ring with the roof. Ah. So, to alter my fantasy booking, you could have, like, JD throw or somebody throw the briefcase over the ring so you over the cage. Do, yeah. Yeah. And then Priest can catch it and use it, which is way more effective. Of it like makes a, it all, easier. Oh, yeah. and it's like, oh my God, no way. You know, if it's like, right. if he's holding it because he's like the patsy for the group, let's say, to be nice. Um, right. And he's holding, yeah. So just want to make sure. Thank you, Steve. I want to make sure I got that on the record. So. Good call. Good call. Yeah. Thanks, Steve. Um, yeah, yeah, guys, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We appreciate it. Um, again, we are here every Tuesday night, 9 Eastern, 8 Central. If you miss us live here on YouTube, on the SC Hoops YouTube channel, you can catch us as a podcast. This exact show um, in podcast form, you can download it wherever you receive your podcasts on Wednesday morning. First thing, we are there. Um, also, if you want to get more of Zach and Tyler, find us at Brass Ring Media, Brass Ring Media on YouTube, Brass Ring Media on Substack, Brass Ring Media on Patreon. We uh, started up our own shop nearly, uh, gosh, nearly two months ago now, and uh, no, over two months ago now, and uh, it's been really fun. We do exclusive uh, member-only podcasts. Uh, We have member-only articles on the Substack channel and a host of other really cool things, including access to our Discord community. You can get all of that for just $4. We really would appreciate you giving us a shot. It'd be a big help. Um, There's a really cool group of people over there to talk wrestling with, and uh, we got some fun stuff on tap coming up uh, that I think is going to be really interesting. We'll have more detail on that a little bit later. But it's Brass Ring Media on Patreon, patreon.com backslash Brass Ring Media for membership. But if you want to just test this out, free content on YouTube and on Substack. Tyler, man, a pleasure as always, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. 
We'll see everybody next week. Thanks.